0: This episode of the Going Postalcast is brought to you by the Naked Bootleg Podcast. Do you love football? Well, of course you do. Why not combine the two? Football and my voice. Listen to the Naked Bootleg Podcast, hosted by Drew Hall and yours truly. Find and subscribe to it on iTunes. And now, on to the Going Postalcast. Welcome to the Serialized Short Story Podcast, Secrets Out, by Christopher Chapman. Secrets Out is performed by the author. You can pre-order Secrets Out as an ebook that will play on Kindle, Nook, Kobo, and any iDevice you can get your hands on by going to goingpostalpublishing.com and clicking on the store link. Listener discretion is advised. There are adult situations, violence, and naughty words your mother wouldn't want you repeating to your neighbor. And now, the story begins. This is the Going Postal Cast, where being crazy is a very good thing. Hello, I'm your host, Christopher Chapman, author of Incarceration and Secrets Out. This is Secrets Out, Episode 1, Grandpa's Secret, Part 1. Yes, there's a lot of secrets going on right here, but you know what? That's what this whole book is about. It is about, it's based on Grandpa's secret. That is the whole premise for Secrets Out. So there you have it. So after talking to you just a couple of days ago, yeah, I know. I told you it was going to start next week. I lied. Well, what are you going to do? Sue me. Well, maybe you might. Don't sue me. I don't, there's nothing you can get from me. I don't have any money. Just decided I was going to give it to you a little bit early, so here it is. It's only, what, Tuesday, Wednesday, probably Tuesday or Wednesday when this thing comes out, and you're already getting it. Seeing as it's only been a couple of days since I last talked to you, there isn't a whole lot else going on. I've been promoting the crap out of this on Facebook and Twitter, and if you've been paying attention to this wonderful podcast before, you know how much I hate promoting. That's the least, that's my least favorite part of this whole thing. I would just love to do nothing but write and just hire somebody to promote for me. But again, no money. I'm poor. I have to do it myself. So seeing as you've just listened to me in the last couple of days, I'm just going to move right along and we're going to get into it. Here it is. Grandpa's Secret, Part 1. Grandpa's Secret. David Hanson looked at his cell phone, unsure if he'd heard what he'd thought his father had said. Um, what was that? David asked, fearing that what came next would be the nightmare he dreaded for a long time. Your grandfather died this morning, his father said slowly, barely holding back his tears. I tried calling him this morning to see if he wanted to go fishing. When he didn't answer, I went to his house to check on him. When I got there... He was lying in his favorite chair. He wasn't breathing. David started crying. He couldn't control his emotions any longer. He had known for a long time that his grandfather was going to die, but the fact that it was now upon him was too much for him to handle. David, are you there? His father asked. Uh, yeah, David said, barely getting the words out. Uh, when's the funeral? You know that I'll want to be there for that. It'll be on Monday. With the stress that the news had created, David had to think of what day it was. It was Friday. That meant that he had all weekend to get himself put back together. The last thing he needed was to show up at the funeral and not be able to hold himself together. He didn't care what other people would think of him, but he wanted to show his grandfather more respect than that. He deserved the proper respect. David spoke to his father for another few minutes, but he barely paid attention. He looked around his apartment, feeling alone for the first time in a long time. He didn't have a girlfriend. The last date he'd been on had been months ago. He wasn't very close to his parents either. They had their own lives that kept them far too busy to have any time for him. That was the reason why he'd had as strong of a relationship with his grandfather as he had. With the phone call finally behind him, David found himself thinking about all of the fun times he'd shared with his grandfather. He remembered how they had gone fishing together, gone berry picking, and even hunting. He also recalled having summers when he would stay at his grandfather's house for a week at a time, not wanting to go to his own home. To him... His grandfather's house felt more like home than any other place. He knew the day was coming. His grandfather had been 40 years old when his father had been born. His father was 40 now, meaning that his grandfather was 80. He'd had bad health and weak knees over the last few years, but he always found ways of doing what he wanted to. It always surprised David that he was able to take care of himself the way he had, even though he was as old as he was and he was all alone. There was a great deal of guilt going through David's mind. He was in his second year of college. He wasn't a great distance away, but the two-hour travel back and forth made it difficult for him to spend time with members of his family, including his grandfather. Because of time limitations, he wasn't able to visit his grandfather each and every time he returned to town. It wasn't as if his grandfather could drive that distance anymore. He had gotten to the point where he couldn't drive any further than the grocery store before he started having problems. He should have found a way to visit his grandfather more often. He should have found a way to spend even a little more time with him in the last year. He was angry with himself for not doing it. He wondered if his grandfather was watching over him from somewhere, ashamed with him for not being there for him at the end. The thought made him look around, wondering if he were being watched. It made him uneasy. The funeral came and went. It was one of the most difficult days of his life. He watched his grandfather's body as it lied in the casket. He prayed to some unseen god for his grandfather's eyes to open and for him to sit up and tell the group of onlookers that it all had been a big mistake. Even though he knew how ridiculous that was, he still wanted it. The body in the casket was not his grandfather. Even though it was his body, it wasn't him. What made his grandfather great was no longer there. That part of him was gone forever. The mortician had made his grandfather look like a wax replica of what he looked like fifteen years earlier. Many of his wrinkles had been pulled back to give a smooth look that wasn't realistic for his age. Life without his grandfather made everything seem empty. He went back to college, but it wasn't the same. He couldn't quite put his finger on it, but he felt as if something inside of him had died with his grandfather that day. He hated that something he should have been prepared for was affecting him the way it was. He shouldn't be depressed, yet that was exactly what he was. More bad news was on the way. They're tearing down your grandfather's house, his father said a week after the funeral. The call came late at night, just as the last bad news had. His grandfather's house was old. It was one of the oldest houses in town. It was small, but comfortable. David realized how much of his life had been spent in that house. It made him feel as if he were going to cry again. How can they do that? David asked. It was in his will. "'His father explained. "'He gave the house to one of the neighbors. "'They're going to tear it down. "'Apparently, they had already discussed it and set it up. "'How long until they do that?' David asked. "'A little over a week,' his father replied. "'They haven't given me an exact date yet, "'but they wanted to give me enough time to go into the house "'and clear out any of the belongings that we might want to keep. "'Let me do it,' David said.' excitement filling his voice. He surprised himself with how enthusiastic he was. Excuse me. I'll do it, David said. I don't have many classes this week. I can see if I can get my assignments done early and I'll come to town for a few days. I'll go through the house and you can help me clean it out. Are you sure? Yeah, he was definitely sure. The heartbreak he'd been feeling about not being able to see his grandfather at the end and the subsequent news that the house was going to be torn down had been very hard on him. This was his last chance to do something about the depression he was feeling about the subject. All of the good memories he'd had while he was in that house could be exactly what he needed to get him out of the funk he was in. If nothing else, this was the closest he'd be able to come to his grandfather after death. Okay, his father said. I guess I'll see you then. They started cleaning the house the following Wednesday. After talking with the new owner, there didn't seem to be a hurry on how fast they needed to have the house clean. That was good for what David wanted to do. He wanted to make it last as long as he could. The house was to be torn down as soon as the house was clean. The land would be leveled and a garage would be built where the house used to stand. David didn't know if he would be able to handle driving by and not seeing the old house that his grandfather used to live in. When they arrived at the house, it seemed weird that everything seemed so quiet. The house had no life to it. It seemed to be an empty reminder of what life was like before its owner passed away. It was David who unlocked the door. He took the key from his father and used it to unlock the deadbolt. He looked up seeing the piece of paper taped to the door. Have you seen this dog? The flyer had been posted there by one of the neighbors after his grandfather had already died. It seemed strange that they tried to ask his grandfather for help, not realizing that he was no longer going to be able to help out anybody. They cleaned for a majority of the day, loading up the back of his dad's truck with tables, chairs, a refrigerator, and two dressers. They drove out to his father's house, located five miles out of town. Once there, they unloaded everything into the garage and then head back to town to do it all over again. His mother was always trying to get them to stay for lunch or dinner, slowing them down in the process. That was good. David was pleased that it was taking them longer than he originally thought it would. "'You coming to the house tonight?' his father asked after they'd loaded the truck for the last time that day. No, David said. I want to spend the night here. His father looked at him skeptically. The couch is still here. I'll sleep there and I'll get things packed in the morning before you even get here. His father's expression softened as he placed a hand on his shoulder. You do whatever you need to do, his father said. I know that all of this has been hard on you. You always took a real shining to your grandpa. David didn't respond. He didn't know if it was a jab from his father or something genuine. His father left with the final load as David stayed behind. He looked at the old, dusty sofa that he'd spent many nights on over the years. The old feather pillow was still there as well. The blanket covering the sofa had been bought since the last time he'd spent the night. He looked at the empty chair where his grandfather had been discovered. That should have been the first thing they took from the house yet David believed that it was a good thing that it stayed behind for the first night. David felt the worn-out fabric, wondering if a piece of his grandfather had somehow stayed behind in the house. "'I miss you, Grandpa,' David said, his tears coming once more. "'I'm so sorry that I didn't come to see you more towards the end. "'I wish that I would have. "'That was my mistake, and I'm so sorry.' I only hope that you understand. Towards the end, his words were more of a garbled mess than actual words. He couldn't control his emotions any longer. He dropped down onto the sofa, placing his head and arms onto his grandfather's chair, and cried. Time became obsolete for David. He had no way of telling how much time had passed. When he opened his eyes... He was no longer positioned over the chair. He was on the sofa, his head positioned against the feather pillow that always seemed to have something poking against him. The blanket was on him, keeping him warm on an otherwise cool night. He didn't remember lying down. The last thing that he remembered was crying. Yet he had somehow grabbed the blanket after lying down. It was strange what he was able to do from muscle memory even though it had been over five years since the last time he'd stayed at the house. It was dark. David brought his left arm up, pressing a button on his watch with his other hand to see what time it was. 12.18. It was after midnight. He had been asleep for a few hours, and couldn't remember anything about it. He knew that he was emotionally exhausted, and working as hard as he had with his father hadn't helped things. This was already the best sleep he'd had since his grandfather died. He rolled over, putting his face against the back of the sofa, trying to block out the light from the street. His head immediately flew backwards as he got his first smell of the fabric. It smelled mustier than what he remembered. There was also another smell in there that he couldn't quite place, but it smelled bad. He turned over again, using the blanket to partially cover his eyes. He immediately felt himself drifting off to sleep. He was almost completely gone when he heard something. His heart nearly jumped out of his chest, and he found himself sitting upright. He looked around the room, trying to figure out what he'd heard. He didn't hear anything. Something didn't feel right. Up until a few seconds ago, he had been as comfortable as ever in the house. That was no longer the case. He felt as if he wasn't alone anymore. He was under the impression that there was somebody in the house with him, but he didn't know why. Hello? David called out to the house. He didn't expect anybody to answer, but it seemed like the logical thing to do at the moment. After thirty seconds of nothing, he decided that he'd mistakenly believed that he'd heard something. He placed his head back down and fell asleep almost immediately. David and his father worked hard the following day. It was time to get Grandpa's bed out of the bedroom, which wasn't the easiest thing to do. Grandpa's house was small to the point that it was difficult to navigate corners. Trying to manipulate a mattress around the corner took them almost 15 minutes when it should have been less than one. They ended early when his father received a call from his workplace, asking him to go in to cover somebody else's shift. ''I think that we might be able to get this finished tomorrow morning,'' his father said just before he left. David was trying to think of a way to make it last one more day. David spent the evening up in the attic. His grandfather had always been a pack rat. The small room was filled with old junk. The floor was littered with small boxes and other items that David had to make sure he didn't trip over. There were clothes on hangers that were from decades earlier. Boxes upon boxes of old tools, records, and fishing equipment lined the back wall. The rest of the things belonged to his father from when he lived in the room as a teenager. It was an exceptionally tiny house to the point that his father's bedroom had been the attic. David had no clue where he'd slept before then. David found a box in the back of the room that he noticed a few times over the years. It was one of the few boxes that never moved around, no matter how much cleaning had been done. He'd always wondered what was in the box, but had never asked. Knowing that there was nobody to stop him, David opened the box and looked inside. There were several pictures at the top of the box. They were covered with a thin layer of dust. David reached in, grabbing the one from the top. He used his hand to brush away the layer of dust unveiling the photo underneath. To his surprise, the picture was of his grandfather on his wedding day. It was the first time that David had seen the photo. His grandfather was in his thirties and looked far different from the man he'd known his entire life. The woman standing next to him, holding the flowers and wearing a very interesting wedding dress, was a person that David had never met. It was a picture of his grandmother." David's grandmother died a few years before he was born. That wasn't that big of a deal, but the fact that nobody ever talked about her was. He could probably count on one hand the amount of times that his grandfather had brought her up over the years. His father, to his knowledge, had never intentionally spoken about her. David had once tried to ask his father about her. His father told him that he didn't have a mother, and that meant that he didn't have a grandmother. That had been a strange exchange between them. His mother had opened up about his grandmother one time. "'I don't want you to tell your father that I told you this,' his mother said one day while his father was at work. "'Your grandmother wasn't a very nice lady.' "'Really?' "'She left your grandfather when your dad was a teenager,' his mother continued. "'It wasn't like today, where people meet on the Internet and leave for greener pastures.' Back then, it was taboo when people would commit adultery. From what I have learned, your grandmother ran off with a married man. She was gone for about a year before she came back with her tail between her legs. She was sick. She had cancer. David was confused. I think that she had breast cancer, his mother continued once more. Your grandfather, who I swear has never said no to any person in his life, took her in with no questions asked. He took care of her in that house right up until the day she died, which was probably a month or two after she came back. How did Dad take it? He didn't stick around to find out. He moved out when your grandfather said that she was coming back. We all know that your grandfather is probably the most giving and understanding person in the entire world. Your dad believed that your grandmother was trying to take advantage of his generosity and use guilt to get back into his life and be taken care of, after her boyfriend threw her to the curb. It explained a few things about his father. His dad wasn't the easiest person to get along with, and trusted almost no one. He learned a lot about all three people in a short amount of time. He learned more about his grandfather's generosity, as well as learning why his father was as stubborn as he was. He also learned a great deal about his grandmother, who had been rarely spoken about his entire life. David rummaged through more of the pictures. Each one showed his grandmother doing something. Many of them showed her posing with his grandfather. They looked so happy together. He wondered how somebody could love somebody the way she seemed to love his grandfather, then betray him with another man. He was well aware that things like that happened all the time. It was part of the reason why he didn't have a girlfriend at the moment. His last girlfriend had a life that he hadn't known about. Men and women seemed to be doing things with no remorse for anybody else. He wasn't dealing with that when he was looking at these pictures. His mother was absolutely right about the time she'd been living in when this happened. From what he knew about society back then, it was scarring when a man or woman had an affair. It brought a black eye to the people it affected, including shame from the neighbors and colleagues. Divorces were almost never heard of at that time. There was a thumping sound behind him. David swung around, trying to see what had made the sound. He didn't see anything, but movement caught his eye. He thought that the light had changed on the wall heading back downstairs. Had there been somebody on the stairs? That had to be impossible. He'd locked the door after his father left. He was all alone in the house. He knew that there couldn't be anybody in the house with him. He closed up the box and headed towards the stairs. He moved quickly, but was paying attention to the sounds in the house. He needed to be sure that there wasn't anybody there with him. When he got to the top of the stairs, he saw that there was nobody down there. He kneeled, examining the steps closely. He saw what had caused the sound. There was a metal can that had contained old fishing tackle that had fallen down from the ledge to the steps below. He recalled having seen the can when he came up the stairs. He stood, feeling a breeze hitting him in the face. Opening the door to the attic had caused a current to run through the attic and down the stairs. By the looks of things, there wasn't very much tackle on the steps or the floor below. The can might have been light enough for the breeze to knock it down. David took a deep breath. This was the second time in less than 24 hours that he thought he'd heard a sound in the house. He knew how ridiculous that was, yet he found that he had believed for the second time that he wasn't alone. He looked around the attic, realizing for the first time just how dark it was. He no longer felt safe and wanted to get out as fast as he could. David went downstairs, making sure that the door was closed behind him. He looked at his watch. It was getting late. He was tired after working as hard as he had for the second straight day. He decided that he was going to get an early start on bed for the night. The sofa and telephone were the last remaining things in the living room. Everything else had been taken in the last load. The sofa was going to be the next thing that went in the morning. He lied on the lumpy pillow, pulled the covers up to his chest, and thought about how lonely it was in his grandfather's house. He fell asleep, but it was short-lived. Oh, it feels good to be back after so long. Telling stories, just sharing my innermost, complicated thoughts with all of you. Feels good to be back in the saddle again, it really does. That was Grandpa's Secret Part 1. There are two more parts yet to come. I hope you're enjoying it so far. So we're going to get out of here. As I said earlier, I have just talked to you in the last couple of days, so there's really not a whole lot else to report on. So I'm just going to get right into the shameless self-promoting, and I'm going to get out of here. If you want to hear another podcast featuring me and you love football, Naked bootleg podcast. But it's not just me. Joining me for the festivities is Drew Hall, and you never know, he might say things just like this. Hello, ladies. Yup, we're kind of like two peas in a in a little pod there. We have a good time, and we love to talk about our football. Of course, there's other ways you can follow me and like me. There's facebook.com slash goingpostalpublishing. You can like me there. There is twitter, twitter.com slash goingpostalpub. There's been a whole bunch of new follows in the last week. I'm loving it. If you want to email me your questions, your comments, your cheap shots, be sure to do so at goingpostalpublishing at gmail.com. Of course, the website is goingpostalpublishing.com where you can find links to all this nonsense. If you are on Amazon, it's almost Christmas. If you want to help us out, just go to the website. Click on the banner, the Amazon banner on the right-hand side of the page, go do your shopping and guess what i get a couple of shekels for every dollar you spend just a little bit of uh, help i guess you can say coming my way just for you clicking through the banner on goingpulsepublishing.com it helps and every penny that i get is going back into the company it's not it's not going up my nose it's tempting but it's not going up my nose i don't i don't do that stuff So unless I'm forgetting something, that's going to do it for this week. I'm going to be back next week, bright and early Monday, for the regularly scheduled episode of The Going Postal Cast. It's going to be episode two of Grandpa's Secret. So I'll see you all then. Take care now. Bye-bye then. You've been listening to The Going Postal Cast. For updates about Christopher Chapman, his stories, And future podcast happenings, be sure to go to goingpostalpublishing.com. If you want to follow along on Twitter, twitter twitter.com slash goingpostalpub, or like them at facebook.com slash goingpostalpublishing. This podcast is copyright 2012, Going Postal Publishing.